Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Well, hello and welcome to our podcast. Whether you're watching us live on our Facebook page or perhaps you're listening to us in the car or on a light jog, we're excited to bring you today our special guest. He just moved from Santa Monica, California to Maui, Hawaii. So it looks like, John, we're going to be coming to visit pretty soon. John Patrick Morgan is here today. And let me tell you a little bit about him. He's so in line with our company brand. He is a philosopher and a champion for being. Do you love that? He leads a team of powerful creators, as so many of you listening are, who teach, coach, and guide thousands of people in being more free, loving, and powerful. By learning to embody the creative perspective, their clients achieve a nexus of outcomes, including spiritual growth, material success, and societal impact. Oh, we love that. Today, his message is all about the more you see how you create everything, the greater your power is to create anything. Let's give a warm welcome and a round of applause to John Patrick hey. Morgan. Hey. Thank you, Lauren. That was nice to listen to in your voice. Thank you. Make it I get to capture that recording and yeah, but listen again. That was awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, all the way from Maui, Hawaii. Sounds yeah. incredible. We're actually going there next July. So oh sweet. We're, it's We're so excited great. about that. Oh, awesome. such a beautiful space. So talk to me. I love all the work you're doing. Mm. How did you get started in it? And then let's get into some mm. strategies too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to like say there's a point in which I got started in it because I feel like I've been doing the same thing I've been doing my whole life. And I can know that can sound really cliche, but you know, my mother used to ask, like, tell me, or my mother tells me, I used to ask as a kid, what if this, what if that, what if the sky was red? What if dinosaurs mm -hmm. are still alive? And like the, really the, the essence of my work is what if, like, what if you could do something far greater than, than you think you can? And what if you were a different person than you think you are and just creation of possibility. Um, mm. um, and so, and I've just been interested in the mind and how things work. I studied physics and mathematics. It was like, how does the world work? But I also remember sitting in my physics class, thinking about how this electromagnetism or quantum physics applied to human relationships. And so I've always been really interested in relationship and humans and being um, traveled the world for many years. I just love people. And, and I think, you know, just following my heart my whole life has kind of just led organically to this work of creating and dialogue with people. A lot of people call it coaching. Um, I think that's a great word for it, but it's also leadership. It's also parenting, um, you know, and so on the professional side, it became a profession about 12 years ago. And that was really the outgrowth of my exploration as a performance magician. Like I was doing the David Blaine mm -hmm. thing, street magic in, in London at the time. Um, and, and also as an entrepreneur, I've had a few businesses. I had a web media company, a real estate company. And, and so I was informally helping people anyway, just as all entrepreneurs do, you end up mentoring people, right? But then learning about the mind and psychology of the mind through magic, this kind of where I found my way into the coaching world. 
Oh, I love it. So let's talk about if people are listening and and they're intrigued by what you're saying, that when you realize mm -hmm. that you actually are creating, you are in co-creation of your environment, you mm -hmm. can create whatever it is you're looking for. Let's say that yes. that's a newer concept to some people listening. Yeah. Where do they start with that? Well, um, it's, it's a, I think the way that you said it is actually for me, what's most true is that we are co-creating everything. Everything is co-created. Like every, and so one way to say that is like dancing is a great metaphor. Like if you're dancing with somebody and the dance kind of sucks, it's like, if you're like, it's totally them, I'm a good dancer and they're not. It's like, nobody would say that because they kind of, you kind of get in a dance. It's like, it always has something to do with both of you. Right. Yeah. Like if you have a great attitude, you could take somebody who couldn't really dance and you could actually create something beautiful with it and vice versa. And so we get that we I mean, so the, I look at everything we're experiencing in life as as that as a dance. Everything that happens mm -hmm. to us is a dance. I have a role to play in everything that's happening, even if it's raining outside. This is part of that is me. And I mean that in a couple of ways. I mean that in the um, we could say ontological and. Uh, existential kind of subjective way like there's actually the role that i play in the rain is like well how am i being in how i take care of the environment that's creating the greenhouse effect and like there could be some way in that right mm -hmm. but then more importantly when it comes to example like rain it's like well i'm choosing to live in a place that's rainy i used to live in london and we moved to california that was like that's one way of creating it but then there's also like the idea that it's raining and i'm saying those words but i'm actually expressing my distaste with that experience and so my version of rain is rain is not good. And so I'm creating that by having a judgment that rain is not good. And so there's so many ways that I'm creating the rain, quote unquote, through how I show up in my relationship to the world actually out there, like, like the physical world, but also inside. How am I creating my inside experience of it? And, and that's my role in the dance. And so I say the more you see how you create everything, you, the more power you get to create anything, I'm not pretending that we're, it's not a co-creation. What I found is that like, if I actually in my dance, if I'm dancing with somebody and the dance isn't working, if I take the position that I'm creating, this dance is not useful. Instead of taking the position that we together are, the difference is, yes, I'm tricking myself into a little bit to focusing on my role in it. But by doing that, I get the agency to have the biggest impact and so it's a, it's a perspective that I choose that I create everything, which just focuses me on my role in this dance, because that's where my power is. So the more you see life that way, that you're creating everything, the more you access your power to literally change that and create anything you want. Wow. I love that. It also takes you out of that role of well, I'm a victim or I, I, mm. there's all these circumstances and there is legitimate circumstances. More people are in more circumstances than before oftentimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And having that awareness that I, I can create it and you can create mm -hmm. it. And together mm -hmm. we could create something. I yes. love that sort of synergistic ownership. Mm -hmm. And we talk a lot inside of corporations about leadership, emotional intelligence. I feel like you're talking about it as a global perspective. Absolutely. What yeah. can I do to create and then to co-create with you? Yes. Yeah, I mean, on a, on a on a social, cultural, political level, I my my personal philosophy is again. I always stress that this is just my perspective. I don't know what's true. I have no idea what's absolutely true. But I I choose to live in a world in which if I come from love and I do the most loving thing for everybody that I meet, 
then that's my highest contribution to the world. And if any, if everybody were to do that, to listen and to act from a place that's love and care, that the net result of that world is going to be a more beautiful world. Um, oh yeah. I'm a, it's just, yeah, that's how, that's how I show up. And it tends to seem to work that way for me. I mm -hmm. end up with more of what I would love in my life and the people that I meet tend to be well served by it. And in the end, you as an individual are more fulfilled, happier, growing, and then you impact mm -hmm. your family, your community, your city, mm -hmm. your state, your the, mm -hmm. the globe. It ripples outwards instead of mm -hmm. thinking it comes from the outside in. Let's yes. say that somebody's listening and they're just going through maybe a hard time or you've changed a lot. So you, you've mm -hmm. had courage just moving different mm -hmm. countries, right? From yeah, London time, yeah. to California to Hawaii, which... It's sort of its own little, literally an island, even though it's, yeah, in the it's, like, it's like almost another country in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk to somebody who might be feeling that nervousness to change. Doesn't have to be a mm. physical location like you've done, but just to grow mm. and stretch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, my approach to fear is to slow down and go in and find out what I'm actually afraid of. Because a lot of times we're just living in relationship to a feeling and we don't really know that actually that feeling is being generated by us. We're at effect to that internal experience. The feeling is real and it's like, it's, you know, and then I'm, so I just have to either feel the fear and do it anyway, like push through it, which doesn't really create more freedom on the inside. It just, it might create new free circumstances on the outside, but it's just going to come back again. And so I love using fear and discomfort as a way into understanding myself, knowing myself better. Mm -hmm. um, like give you an example. This morning, um, I got a message from a woman who saw one of my videos on Facebook from a while back that I was going to move to Maui. And she's been here six years and she's quite concerned about the number of mainlanders moving here and the impact it's having on the housing market and people being displaced. And so, and I'm, Personally, I'm actually really sensitive to that. I'm concerned about that. I'm, you know, doing things to help to contribute in that world. Um, but that doesn't mean that my inner child wasn't feeling, oh my gosh, I'm not welcome here. I'm not wanted. And then of course, I'm not in contact with that right away. That's like, oh, well, who did she think she is? And, you know, there's the, the mind does its thing. And yeah. so I wake up and I'm about to start my day. I read that first thing in the morning and it's like, okay, I could go out and do my work right now with my clients, but like my mind's wrapped like, going in circles around this thing. And there's just a discomfort. So I'm just going to be with this. And I spent an hour just looking at what is it that I'm actually upset about? And what is it that it's actually hurting beneath that upset? Mm -hmm. And what is it that I'm actually afraid of? And to not be ashamed that this body acts like a baby most of the time. Like my body is like between two and five years old. That's what yeah. my body is. Like and the, the emotions inside, that go with the emotion, it, right? the nervous system, yes. right? It looks yes. like I'm older in a lot of ways I am like cognition and stuff, but like my body acts like it did when I was a kid. And yeah. so if I'm not able to hold my body and have it relax in the same way I am with my five-year-old when he's having a tantrum, then like, it's just going to get bigger or it's going to come out mm -hmm. sideways. I'm going to like be working too fast and be hurried and not as effective. And so, you know, getting connected to that and then giving myself what I need in order to feel welcome and wanted, no matter how childish it might sound, because it helps me feel whole and complete and safe. Then I'm able to go out and have the conversations that that put deals together and make money and have my team show up in a powerful way. I could do all the same things from that fear and it wouldn't be as effective. Absolutely. I We talk so much about the triggers, the emotional mm -hmm. triggers inside of emotional intelligence. And I find that too. I have a six-year-old, so a little mm -hmm. older 
and a nine-year-old. And I notice if I can actually even use that verbiage with them, you're talking about with your clients, both, yeah. all of it, because we're whole people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I notice, oh, you know, that social media post actually made me feel triggered, but I didn't notice it. And then when I'm trying to put my kids to bed later tonight, they don't want to brush their teeth. And so I, I let it out maybe with them. But exactly. if I can catch it, as you're seeing, oh, let me process what's going on right now. Let me deal with actually what was initially triggering. And mm. then I'm way more conscious throughout the day. I'm a better wife. I'm a better mom. I'm better at work. As you're saying, you could be present. Yes. And that's like, and the way that I, <clears throat> the key point is like, if I can catch it, right? If I can catch it, then I'm able to do this. And so I have a number of things that I speak for myself that help to remind me to who I am, who I want to be and who I am. And one of the first, the first thing out of my mouth every morning is I am creation constantly creating itself and my being is primary. And what I mean by my being is primary is that it's more important who I'm being in my body my state is more important than any possible outcome. It's more important than anything that I could do, any result that I can get. And so I'm never going to, as soon as I notice I have a, a feeling off, I'm like, I don't care if I have actions to take or to do. Let's just, I'm not going to do any of it. My being is primary because to do any of it from a poor being means that it's not as effective. And more important than that, more important than that, if I were to take action from a low feeling or a low being, I'm teaching myself that my being is secondary. And I'm entrenching the ideas that are creating that, that being. So if I were to act from fear, I'm teaching myself I should be afraid. Our actions teach us who we are. And so my being is primary and, and peace comes before producing for me always. I love that. Amazing. Talk to me about how people can connect with you. I know you're big on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about finding totally. more and resources. Totally, yeah. I love being connected with people. I've been using social media since the 90s, basically, since it started. So I'm pretty pervasive on Facebook, uh, Instagram. I've got hundreds and hundreds of YouTube videos. I've been sharing distinctions for over 12, about 12 years um, around creating yourself and your world. Um, and so JP Morgan Jr., JP Morgan Jr. is my username across all these channels. You can put it in the, face, in the URL for Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, um, even LinkedIn, which I haven't been active on, but I'm returning to soon. So, uh, yeah, just get connected, follow along. I love that. So it's, it's here on the screen if you're watching or mm -hmm. as, as he spelled it out, jpmorganjr.com. Uh, mm -hmm. And I love that. We love, we love Instagram. We love YouTube and LinkedIn. We're big on LinkedIn. So you should definitely yeah, connect cool. there. I'll be hanging out with you there soon. Great. Yeah. So many good nuggets. I think a lot of us inside of the pandemic have, created this shift, especially inside of the workplace, that we're whole people. Mm. And so these distinctions that you're saying apply to us in every area of our lives, in what we want to be co-creating and in what matters to us, in the shifts and the pivots. So if somebody's listening today or, or watching us and they're thinking, I want to make a shift, grounding ourselves and getting into, okay, first, what's important to me? And mm -hmm. then listening. I'm hearing that as well from you so much. Yeah. Yeah, asking and listening uh, inwardly and outwardly. Um, you know, if this idea of of seeing that you create everything will give you power to create anything is inspiring to you, then I would offer a question that you can ask yourself is, how am I creating this? No matter what's happening. And the more it looks like it has nothing to do with you, the better, because then the more insight it's going to produce for you. How am I creating this? And as a warning, that's not, how is this my fault? 
right? Because this, this question is very powerful and it can be used as either a tool or a weapon. And so if you start to feel guilt or shame or heavy or burdened by the question, you, you need to be loosen the grip a little bit because this is just about seeing your role in something that's actually co-created. But so how am I creating this? How am I creating this? Ask that, see what you see. I love that. How am I creating this? And the cool mm. thing is if I'm not creating what I want, how can I shift and create it? And I mm. know you have some freebies uh, as well as on YouTube and all of mm -hmm. your videos and resources, but talk to me about what they'll find if they go to this website that we'll read out loud too. Yeah. Um, they're going to find my program, five keys to being a client magnet. It's uh, it's just a, about a 90 minute training that I created that shares the essence of our work in the context of client creation. So we help people to create all sorts of things, create money, better relationships, better health um, through this perspective, through this way of being, you can create anything. But this is specifically like, if you were to use these ideas and this work in the context of making money, essentially, um, this is what it would look like. And um, I share like these core distinctions that are at the heart of the cultivation, the creation of a way of being that has money and people move towards you. So it's like some people are just charismatic and magnetic. It's like, well, yes, they are, but you can be too. I always, I used, years ago, this started like 12 years ago when I started coaching in London, like, like I was doing um, dating coaching for men and for women and people um, more often the guys would come and they'd be like, oh, I'm just not charismatic. And I was like, can you ever remember a time in your life, like a single time? single moment where you showed up in a way that people were just drawn to you. And it's like, everybody can think of a moment and was like, yeah, so you can be that. You just might not have a habit of being it all the time. And so mm -hmm. this is about bringing forth your greatest version of yourself and this right to speaking, right to rise up for you, right? Like becoming your mm -hmm. best. Yeah. And, and so I go into like, how, how, what are we doing inside of our minds and bodies when we are being our best? Like as a, like a physicist, right? Like that's like kind of my way in. It's very like specifically, how are you doing that? And so I go into that in the webinar and training. And uh, I think if you're interested in this, you're going to love it. I love it. So if you're listening, the freebie that he's talking about is at j.mp slash five, the number five, not spelled out, five keys, K-E-Y-S, rise up. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, awesome. that actually, it's so fun. What were you going to add? Oh, I was just going to say rise up uh, R and the uh, in the U are capitalized. I don't know if that matters, but. Perfect. Yeah, just and like name. the fun thing is that we always love to ask a final question and you, you mm. really almost went into it, but it's what does rise up for you mean to you? Mm. Oh yeah. I saw that in your, in your notes for me for this. And I was like, oh, that's a cool question because I just shared a video about this and through my social channels, if you go and follow me, you'll see, but um, I was out paddleboarding the other day and I had this call with my team and I just had to shoot this video. So I look like I just woke up, which I did, but like the essence of the story is it's about what one of these concepts in our work called being a champion. And so for me, being a champion, it means both being the best and also being like a warrior in service of you and like a protector for you. And so, what I was sharing in the video and just say briefly here, it's like when I am being my best, when I am being the best, when I am, when I'm aspiring to actually be the literal best, like the winner, you could say, that's actually my highest contribution. I use the example of Roger Bannister, who was first person to break the four minute mile. When he was the best, he beat everybody. What he actually did is he opened the possibility for other people to break the four minute watt mile. 
And so for uh, when I hear rise up for you, I am experiencing that as if I were to rise up and be my best, that is my highest contribution to you because I create a greater possibility for you. And so I love being a champion for everybody being their best for the sake of others. I love that. It's, it's that analogy of the rising tide and then it lifts all boats. Yeah, I love that too. Oh, John, it's been amazing to have you on today and congratulations on your success, but your contribution just for yourself, mm. your family and the impact that you're making over there in Maui and all over the globe. Thank you so much, Lauren. Great to have you on today. <laughs> well, I'm Lauren Sweeney. It's been amazing to be your host today of the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. We hope that you continue to check out our resources. You can also download your Become Your Best kit at riseupforyou.com and forward slash success kit. I will see you on the podcast next time.